This episode is brought to you by Play It Again Sports. Have you ever walked into your garage or maybe have an overly stuffed closet full of junk and thought to yourself, what am I going to do with all this sh**? Well, we have a solution for you. Pack up a bag of all your dusty and crusty equipment and bring it on down to your local Play It Again Sports. Do you have an old pair of hockey gloves missing the palms? Or how about an old helmet full of mold and feces? Whatever it is, bring it to your local Play It Again Sports and they will offer you top dollar to take it off your hands right there in the store. Straight cash, homie. I personally visited the store in Carrollwood and the manager there, Eddie, looked at all my stuff and told me to get the f out of the store immediately and then chased me into the parking lot with the baseball bat. Get off my lawn. Now mind you, I brought in a broken hockey stick that was taped together and an old baseball mitt that had a dead rat inside. You sound insane. Do you realize that? Unfortunately, it wasn't the best experience for me, but I know that if you have any gently, quote unquote, gently used gear you're looking to sell, then Played Against Sports is the place for you. A friend of mine brought in a brand new, never used hockey stick, and the manager, Eddie, offered him $20 cash for it. I mean, wow, what a steal. I went in there the next day to purchase that same stick, and they had it listed at $279. No way, man! But hey, everyone's gotta make money, right? Oh, and I forgot to mention that they also accept Bitcoin. <laughs> so go see manager Eddie today, and use promo code Boston Lobster. That's B A W S T O N L O B S T A. And you'll receive one free bottle of Suave Watermelon Shampoo for Kids with your purchase of $500 or more. And now, let's start the show. Hello, everybody. All right. Ferg's Live Live podcast coming to you. Epi number four, the Boston Kids. Um, great show for you today. I have my co-host, Brando. How you doing, Brando? What up, man? Doing great. Excited about this episode. Celebrating the wonderful people of Boston. And I'm Pauly D. Uh, we have some Ferg's Live recap of our game on Monday, uh, 2-2 record right now. And then we're also going to chat about the NHL real quick. And then we have two amazing guests for you guys today. Uh, lucky they could join us. We have Mr. Locke Cleary and Eddie Leupold. Uh, two great guys, part of the family. We're happy to bring on, talk about some Boston ways and uh, some mancation, some Ferg's lives. So uh, sit back, enjoy the show, boys. Here we go. Man, well, let's just dive right into this upsetting beer league loss that we had on monday night this week what are your thoughts about it paulie well, way to kick it off on a low note all of a sudden um yeah i was pretty pissed off we lost four to two to uh the zeppelins who um we beat in the championship what was that seven zero we beat him in the championship we smoked them was it a shutout Seven one seven zero. I don't even I don't remember. Know. i wouldn't put it i wouldn't put best uh russell uh to get a shutout in the championship but you know, I, I don't know, man. I think these guys came out. They wanted redemption for that blowout loss. And they come out here on a Monday night again, matinee, 7 o'clock, 7.15 game. We're wearing our white jerseys, which now we are 0-2 wearing these fucking white jerseys. 
and we go out there these guys have a full roster 17 skaters two coaches on the bench they got fans in the crowd they're eating orange slices during intermission i mean you name it they were ready they wanted to beat us and they came out and they did which sucks but let's break it down yeah they did and uh we're pretty much known for being a playoff team so we'll just leave that right there but um they beat us. We got off to a slow start, had some good chances, hit a few posts. Uh, you know, some nights just don't go our way, and uh, this was kind of one of them. So, you know, you move on from it. You don't hold it against anyone. Um, we win as a team, lose as a team. But just, you know, got off to a slow start, won one for a while, and they just kind of pulled away. Reese had a, a nifty little backhander, though, for, for the first goal of the game for, for our side. Um, I don't really know who passed it to him, but I think I was on the bench. I looked up. He made a nice little forehand backhand over the pad goal so well done Reese I know you have those hands you just don't use them all the time good to see you uh, pop one in for us um, and then I feel like we just went on a, a spree where at one point in the first period the goalie was sitting on the puck and then the ref blew the whistle but the puck was actually behind him and uh, I tapped it in no goal I hit a crossbar in the first period I think Eddie the postman himself had two more posts during the game so yeah, and this yep. game could have been drastically different, but you know sometimes you just don't have the puck luck, and sometimes the refs are just pieces of shit too. So you're just gonna have to deal with it. Yeah, I mean we had a we still had a lot of chances, a couple good looks, and um, I kind of felt like we were always gonna come back, and uh, they just kind of surprised us. I mean they wanted it a lot more than we did. We were a little more casual out there, and they were uh, playing like it was Game Seven of Stanley Cup. It felt like they were they were pushing hard on us. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we really started bringing it to them in like the last few minutes of the game. We went on a power play. They took another dumb penalty. Uh, we were up on a five-on-three power play. Um, I rolled the puck from the side right to the middle of the zone, just kind of threw a sauce shot towards the net, and we had big Eddie Leupold in front. And apparently, um, I thought I scored because it went through about 10 people, but apparently it went off of Eddie somewhere and it popped it in and we were within one goal, and then the guy just turns around and throws sauce down the ice and hits the empty netter. So, way to go, Russ. Yeah, I've actually haven't seen a team uh, selly so hard for empty net goal. And then they scored uh, with 10 seconds left. We we're pretty much done playing. They scored again to make it 4-2, to two and, you know, we're kind of done and over at that point. But, man, they uh, they were selling hard. Like, they uh, they won something big. And uh, that's what happens when you're the champs. Everybody wants to knock you off the, the hill. So, it is what it is. Hey, man, you know what, though? We, we did have some positives to take away, and we're going into next week. I believe we have the late game against the Beer Hawks, and those games are always fun, always super competitive. So we just got to come out with their A game, um, watch their cherry pickers as always. We know how to beat these guys. It's the same thing every time. And uh, let's not forget they have Danielle in that. So, again, it's hit or miss. Uh, will she quit by the second period and stop playing like she usually does? I guess uh, we'll have to wait and see. But make sure you buy your tickets online now and make it out to our game next Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't say that without <laughs> laughing. But seriously, for those of you that don't play with us, come and have some beers with us at the game. That's what it's all about, guys. Well said, well said. All right, so uh, next week... 
that's when our game's going on, 11 o'clock at night, or 10.45, is it? I think it's 10.45. 10.45 at night. Uh, we're going to move on to the NHL section. Uh, before we do, we want to bring in uh, one of our favorites. We have uh, some deep thoughts with uh, Mr. Matt Walsh, and then we're going to talk about what's going on in the show right now and uh, highlights of the league. Not only is it deep thoughts with Matt Walsh, it's deep thoughts with Sensei Walsh. What? So buckle your seatbelts, boys, because your mind is about to be blown. Sensei Walsh here, boys. What if the reason we haven't found aliens yet is because the aliens think there's no way life could be on our planet, so they just fucking fly right past it and say peace out? Think about that one. And that was Deep Thoughts with Sensei Walsh. Whoa. What if they actually just passed on by? Dude, I can't even wrap my brain around that. I mean, Walsh, he he's a deep, deep individual. And just so you guys know, we actually took a full day off of this podcast just to discuss what Walsh blessed our lives with, those deep, deep thoughts. And my brain still hurts. How you feel, Polly? It got me thinking, man. Universe is a lot bigger than just us and the NHL. But that's what we're going to talk about. So, uh, bang, bang. I'll tell you, this is one of my favorite times of year. Um, NHL playoffs about to start. Things are getting super intense out there, and uh, some great hockey's going on. I try and watch as many games as I can, but I love what's going on in the East right now. There is quite that battle for eighth spot. Florida is hanging in there. I thought by now we would know if they were in or out, but they, uh, they have three more games left. If they win out, they may be in. Um, what's really interesting is that two of those games are against Boston. And if Florida wins those games, it's going to give Tampa a good chance to take back the first seed and put the Panthers in eighth, Tampa in first, and that's the dream matchup. Now, that's a long shot. I don't know if that's really going to happen. Probably won't, but there's a chance. I love watching hockey this time of the year because it's basically like playoffs started early. Everyone's finishing their checks. Everyone's trying hard. It's kind of a bummer when some of the teams that already made it sit some of their superstars, especially from a a fantasy hockey perspective. If some of your guys are sitting right now and you're playing for the championship or something like that, that's kind of shitty. But for these teams that are battling for this last spot, I mean, it's coming down to one or two points for an entire season of hockey. And it could come down to the very last game, and that's just what hockey's all about, man. you got to love it. I'll, I'll tell you, everyone's hitting more. These games are definitely more intense. I mean, the, that middle season time where people are kind of just going through the motions, no, it's serious now. But um, I, I'm curious, man. I'm, I'm curious to see what Washington does. I mean, can they ever get out of the second round? I mean, they just have a bad rap, and they might just follow suit again. Um, if Tampa doesn't get out of Second place, they're going to play Toronto. I mean, that would be a really cool series because both teams are really fast, play a similar offensive style. Um, things could happen a lot here. You know, will Philadelphia match up against Pittsburgh? We'd all love to see that. I don't know anybody who won't, but, 
you know, can that happen? So we'll see how this next week goes. I'm pretty excited all the way to the end. And not only is there a phenomenal battle going on in the East, but there's also an even crazier one going on in the West, man. You have teams like L.A., Anaheim, Colorado, St. Louis, all within, well, St. Louis and L.A. are within four points of each other. Looks like L.A. is going to clinch here. They have the most with 96 points. Just below them, they have Anaheim at 95, Colorado at 93, and St. Louis at 92. Now, Anaheim and St. Louis actually have more games in hand. They have an extra game. So, I mean, really, this is this is what it's all about, man. I mean, I think that St. Louis and Colorado might be playing each other. I'll tell you, if anybody watches one game this week, that's going to be the game to watch on Saturday night. Um, St. Louis is playing Chicago twice, and I know those guys hate each other. Um, we'll see how that goes. If Chicago could play spoiler, that's going to make a big difference. But after those two games, St. Louis and Colorado play each other. And I think it's going to be winner goes to the playoff, loser goes home. I mean, it doesn't get more serious than that unless you're in the playoffs. But um, that's going to be super exciting. That's Saturday night once again. Um, other than that, I mean, I'll tell you, you know, Nashville, Winnipeg, Minnesota, Vegas. I mean, it's going to be a scary uh, situation in the West as well. Dude, these teams in the West are they're terrifying, man. And even watching uh what was it, Winnipeg played Montreal last night, went to overtime. Obviously Montreal sucks dick this year, but just watching Patrick Lyonet, Kyle Connor, Kyle Shifley, awesome. Bufflin, dude, they have so many weapons on that team. Same thing with Nashville, man. I feel like I dude, I'm like getting rock hard right now thinking about Winnipeg and Nashville facing off against each other in the playoffs, dude. Just two full on powerhouses in the West. And do you seriously think that Vegas is gonna do anything in playoffs, man? You know, I don't know. I mean if you ask me right now, I'll say they'll get taken out in the first round, but they've been proving everyone wrong, so why not just keep it up? Um Who would they even play if they were if the standings are as they are right now, who would they be playing in the first round? They would be playing Anaheim right now. Mm. That would be a hell of a series. Now, Anaheim, Fowler just got injured. Gibson's on his way back. I mean, you know, once again, we'll see who ends up in that first wild card spot, but they have a, a lock on that. Um, let me tell you, do you think William Carlson is the real deal? Because he is just putting up the points, and he had that between-the-legs goal the other night. I mean, oh. what do you think? Is this good? Next season, do you draft him on your fantasy team or what? Um, that's so hard to answer, man. Because what do you know? What year Carlson's in? Is he like his third or fourth year in the league right now? I know he's not a rookie this yeah. year. I know that for yeah. sure. I'd probably say it's something like that. So he hasn't been in the league that long, and he was a hell of a player on Columbus. I mean, that's when Columbus had a lot more depth, and they let somebody like Carlson go, who you don't think is going to be able to produce, but you give him top line minutes, you put him on power plays. The guy gets some confidence, and really anybody in the NHL, I mean, they got there for a reason. They are the best players in the world, and somebody that could be a fourth-line center grinder, I'm sure when he was playing in juniors and college and shit, was putting up probably 100 goals a season. So, I mean, any of these guys are capable of it, and it's all about the confidence. And right now, with Vegas, with Carlson, if he continues, yeah, hell yeah, I'm drafting him next year, man. I mean, some players are no surprise, you know, the Connor McDavid's, the the OVs, things like that. But this guy, I mean, no one had him on his radar. So is this a fluke season, or is he going to come back and put up another forty point or forty goal season again? I mean, that 
it just it, it's pretty hard to put up 40 goals in, in in the show i mean this is quite amazing right now put it this way i don't know if vegas is going to have as much success next year as they did this year um i think that teams going into vegas uh, they get a little excited. Maybe they go out the night before, hit the casinos, yeah. get a little drink, drink, you know what I'm saying? Vegas flu. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. So I don't know. Maybe it's like it's almost like the teams are playing a little bit hungover against them and they didn't really think that they were going to be all that good. And then all of a sudden they just rolled with their momentum throughout the whole season, kept it going. Now, if they're not as successful next season, you look at a player like Carlson, he's still going to be playing top line. He's still going to be playing power play, first line. He's probably still going to put up the points, but is the team going to be able to keep producing? That's going to be the biggest question for them. And, of course, with playoffs here, their first ever playoff, first ever season, obviously. But, I mean, what are these guys going to do? I mean, they have some guys with experience playing. They have some very new players that have pretty much been studs in the AHL that are now playing top-line minutes in, in the end. And I don't know, man. I mean, they might crumble. They could just go out there and do their thing and not care and just play hockey, and they could kill it. It's, I mean, playoffs is such a crapshoot. You never know what's going to happen, and that's the best part about the game. Well, it could be like the Florida Panthers of, what was that, 97 when they did that? What's that, Johnny Van Beesbrook? Yeah. Dude, I can, again, this is like the second time What's that? Last podcast, I could feel Russell's boner. <laughs> the fact that we even mentioned Johnny Van Beesbrook right here. Russell, if you are driving again, <laughs> dude, pull over, whip one off really quick, and get back on the road because it's dangerous. I mean, I don't know what prompted you to bring up the old Florida Panthers, but, man. I mean, Russell, just don't listen to us when you're driving. How about that? Just just for your own safety. Um, Sandine's retired. How about that? I know you called it. Um, called it. I thought maybe one more season before they do it, but look, they're kind of nice. They're going out, you know, before they completely turn to garbage and uh, going out in a classy way. I mean, I think they're going to go back over to Sweden, maybe play some years pro over there. You know, they'll probably still tear it up, maybe play in the next Olympics. They'll be like 46 years old or something like that. I don't know. They're With their style of play, they're not very physical. They're just very smart players. They're your typical puck moving Swedish players usually don't deal with a lot of injuries like that so I mean these guys could go on and play but maybe they just don't like to see what's happening in Vancouver they know that they're going through a rebuild they know that they're going to have to uh, you know kind of let these young guys come in and take those top line minutes away so they can develop and you know maybe it's just time for them to go back home overseas you know I've always wanted to see them split up but I guess we'll never. I guess that will never happen. Um, you see their uh, numbers getting retired in the rafters. I mean, that was a big part of their franchise for what, fifteen years, thirteen years. I mean, of course, they're both getting retired on the same night. Yeah, absolutely, awesome stuff. Well, I just want to take a minute to talk about Dallas Stars real quick. I was on board for the Dallas Stars all season. I thought this was going to be their season to come back at the playoffs and hit it big with their moves they made in the off season and. They missed out, and I really think that part of the reason they missed out is Ben Bishop. Um, obviously, being a Lightning fan, I've been watching him. That guy has got hurt every single season, the past couple seasons, right before playoffs. And I feel like if he would have stayed healthy, they might be able to make a push, but they lost eight games in a row while he was hurt. You know, shame on Dallas for not bringing in a third-string goalie. And um, I, I watched part of the highlights from last night. They um, had Lenton and got hurt in the middle of the game, and they brought in this guy, Mike McKenna. 
he did an awesome job. They were down uh, by two goals when he came in, and they won the game four to two. He stopped everything. Why they're not playing some of these other goalies, but I think Lettinen's got to go out of Dallas. I think uh, someone's got to be able to save Bishop. I mean, at least rest him before the end of the season because it's just it happens when the Lightning played Montreal. They put he got hurt. Anders Limbach played in goal. He did terrible um, against Chicago in the Cup Finals. Um, Bishop got hurt, and then you know against Pittsburgh. You know, he got hurt on his knee, and then Vazzy had to finish that off. So, I mean, this just seems to happen every single series. I mean, I'm sure he's not mad about it because he's getting paid millions and millions of dollars each and every year. But uh, it is a shame, man, especially for a team as promising as Dallas with just some studs like Jamie Benn. Oh, don't even get me worked up right now. He had a hat so, trick last night. Oh, love that guy. <laughs> Dude, Tyler Say again, Radulov. Dude, I mean, they have so many weapons, but, I mean, that's the thing is that really their depth stops there. I mean, Jason Spezza barely even puts in the goals anymore. He used stay, to be can't stay healthy. He used to be a 90, 100-point player in the NHL back in Ottawa days in his prime, man. You think that he'd still be able to produce, but I don't know, man. You know, it's Dallas is just a – they're – I don't know. They're an enigma. I can't really figure them out. I would have – put some money on them at the beginning of the season to at least make the playoffs easily and here they are on the outside looking in and um, they're going to be hitting the golf courses early this year I'll tell you it shows you what what kind of key goaltending is I mean look at some of these teams missing out you know Chicago goaltending issues all season Calgary goaltending issues Edmonton you know Talbot's having trouble um, you know what's going on in Buffalo you know, um, Islanders would probably be a lot better with different goaltenders. I mean, it's really a goaltender's league, if, I, if you ask me. So, Well, luckily nobody asked you, so. <laughs> I asked me. Oh, okay. okay. Well, uh, real quick, um, you know, we talked before about, you know, players' point totals. We have uh, only, you know, Conor McDavid's still the only one that's broken 100, but we are getting closer with uh, two to three games left for players. Um who do you see breaking out? I said I thought Kucherov, Giroux, uh, Malkin, McKinnon. Do you see them happening? I do. Uh, Kucherov, yes. Um, Claude Giroux, yep. How about uh, how about Gino? What about Evgeny Malkin? What do you think he's going to break it? I I think he is. I mean, I think he is. I think McKinnon. I think Colorado needs him to score for them to get past St. Louis. So. The fucked up part is that McKinnon's only got 72 games played, and he's still almost breaking a hundo. So, dude, the kid is on fire. He knows that Colorado needs him to pop in a few points every game to get him into playoffs. So I think McKinnon is going to come close, but I'm calling it right now. He's at, what, 94 points right now? 94. He's going to finish at 94 points. What? He's not going (laughs) to get any more points. Wow. I'll tell you, I was at the game last night. I know you are. Uh, the Lightning versus Boston game. Kucherov, he's uh, he's trying hard. He's getting frustrated. Um, you know, two points, two games. It seems like it could happen on paper, but that's pretty tough, especially if you're a player really trying to make that push. I mean, he's going to be kicking himself if he doesn't get that 100th point. It's a shame that they don't count shootout uh, goals towards their goal total because obviously he's had some beauties this year and he'd be over a. What he's only got, he doesn't even have. Oh, he doesn't even have forty goals, man. Kucherov sucks. Never mind. <laughs> Remember when Stammer used to score sixty? Whatever happened to that guy? The one time, yeah, he's uh, 
he's done those days, but that's all right. He's still passing the puck pretty well. If he could stay healthy, it is. Um, all right, two more games for everyone. A uh, couple teams got three games left, but pretty much next time you guys hear from us in the podcast, we'll have all these series mapped out. Uh, playoffs will be about ready to start. Good stuff, man. Anything else you want to add? No, I'm just super excited to have our guests on. Um, we're going to start off uh, with our first guest. And again, this is the Boston Cats. So we're going to have Locke on first. We're going to follow that up with good old Eddie the Postman. Get him on here. And then um, we'll go from there, buddy. So I guess let's just jump right into it. All right. Locke's calling in. Let's get him patched in right now. Yo, All yo, right. What's up, boys? All right, Locke, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Good, man. Good. Uh, doing great. Still uh, getting over the, the shellac and the, the fucking Bruins took last night. Cried myself to sleep, but just getting over it. Hey, Locke, what up, dog? You got Brando here, sitting here with Paulie D. Welcome to Epi number four, the Boston Kids. What's up, you fucking Muppets? <laughs> I, I mean, uh, I was pretty happy with the game last night. I'm not going to lie. Uh, maybe I'm a little biased, but um, definitely a, a good hitting first period for both teams. Oh, man. It's the uh, first period. I was like, oh, this is going to be a great game. And then all of a sudden, fucking bing, bang, and fucking couple pipes by Patrice. Like, oh, yep, that's how this is going to go. Tuke was off his game a little bit, but, uh, man, you guys were causing a lot of haddock. Uh, Havoc in front of the net, so it was uh it was an awesome game, man. Of course, I'm I'm living down here now in Tampa Bay, uh, you know it, it's tough to really root against the Lightning, you know. But uh, Boston boy at heart, you know, fuck those kids. Well, I'll tell you, I think last night was a preview for uh, what could be a pretty good matchup if these teams end up meeting in the playoffs, which it looks like they may. Um, either way, I mean, either team could take it. They both play pretty hard this season, so uh, it's gonna be dangerous, man. You know what? I'm glad that happened because, uh, you know, the Bruins, I think, won, what, three already out of the series. So I'm glad the Lightning came back and said, hey, boys, we're here to fucking play. So, uh, you know, it's actually got pretty exciting that they won. I mean, I think, what are they, tied now for first? So it's fucking pretty dope. Yeah, it's, it's going to come down to the wire. We'll see who ends up first. Um, I know the Bruins are playing the Panthers twice. We were just talking about that. So, uh, yeah, man, we'll see what happens this weekend. What happened with what happened with those fucking guys? I thought the Panthers were on a on a tear, fucking, and all of a sudden they just started sucking. Well, if you listen to the podcast after we release it, you'll hear all about it, buddy. Um, oh, the nice. reason why we have you on is because we want to talk about you, man, not about the fucking Panthers. Oh shit! Fuck the Panthers. Sorry, Russell. Yep, sorry, Russell. <laughs> Um, hey, man, so I want to start this off by asking you a little bit about your background, and my question for you is, you know, how, tell us a little bit about your journey, um, you know, growing up in Maine, going to Boston, wherever the hell you're from, and making your way down to Florida and eventually onto the Ferg's squad. So give us like the abridged version um, so we can get a couple other questions in here for you. Fucking Ferg's Live Live podcast, boys. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know, you know what, uh, as a young lad, I started out in Andover, Mass, hanging out right outside of Boston, kid, fucking all those fucking Muppets up there, running and play hockey, dude, it's fucking, it was awesome, man, honestly, parking cars everywhere when I was only fucking <laughs> five, um, started in Andover, went up to, went up to Maine, uh, 
probably about 10 years oldish. I don't know how far back you want me to go or stop. Uh, high school. I actually played in New Brunswick in double uh, A hockey for a little bit. Western New Brunswick League at a place called Southern Victoria. Um, and then junior, senior year. Came back to uh, the house league. Old Town High School. Fucking Old Town Indians represent. We had to uh, change our name because I'm stupid Native Americans. I'm kidding. Those damn natives. Uh, <laughs> I'm they ruin American, everything, don't the they? <laughs> In case anybody didn't know, I'm Native American. Um, <laughs> no, they changed the mascot. They did all that thing, and now they're the uh, stinking coyotes now. So I don't even have any pride when I go back there. I, uh, It's a shame. I'd rather be an old town Indian than a coyote. So you, you finished up your high school hockey up there. And when did you make the move down to Florida? Uh, you know what? Actually, God, when I made move to Florida, God, it was after a lot. Uh, God, it was a little, little bit in junior A up in New Brunswick, then a little skating, a little club hockey at the University of Maine. Skated with some crazy people there. Um, when I moved down to finally, God, high school, graduated 2000-ish. A lot happened between then. See, moved down to Florida is about 2010-ish with my now ex. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, moved down here and actually, you know what, uh, had actually stopped playing hockey for a little while. I was actually doing mixed martial arts, believe it or not, at that point. Um, I, was I believe with, it. Uh, I was training with some UFC guys at the time. Uh, if you guys didn't know, a little FYI, Dana White is from uh, Maine. He grew up right down a couple towns away from me. Um, but uh, anyway, I was doing that for a little while. And I actually didn't get back into hockey until about 2014. Some random night, I just said, you know what, boys? I'm going to skate these laces back up. I'm feeling it, feeling the itch. Saw a little hockey down here, went to a lightning game. And uh, I had this uh, random kids fucking heckling these other guys. I thought they were funny, a.k.a. fucking Pauly D and Danny Boy fucking heckling this one kid. It was hilarious and fucking thought these guys were awesome. And then uh, I get out, get undressed, and then I uh, have this kid running out, one skate, no shirt on, still pants, running out to the parking lot. Hey, uh, hey, man. Hey, hey, man. What's up? You, uh, you play? <laughs> Pauly D. Love it. It was pretty awesome, man. Spiky hair and all. I think I don't know if he had the gold tips back then. He was just growing, just getting them out at that point. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was pretty excited. Yes, we had joined the God, what, what the heck were we called back? Then? Oh, was it Gator Drudging back then? Was it the beginning started Gator Drudging? I don't even remember what the heck we were called back then. I think it was on the Flyers team. We actually had you. Was it? Was it? Was I actually legit? I on never the played. Flyers? With you. No, no, I don't think no, so. No, I didn't know. I didn't play with you on the Flyers. I think you – did you start playing with them up in Brandon first? I did, actually. That's right. I, I oh. He goes, hey, if you don't mind coming up or playing in Brandon. That's right. It was uh, – I think it was Gator Drudging. Or what, I don't even know what the heck our team was called. Is that what we were, Gator Drudging? Yep. Anyway. Yep, that was it. This, this was like just recently. Jeez. And for the record, I did have a shirt on everyone, just so you know. Uh, Doubtful. <laughs> Doubtful. I don't know. I remember being shirtless, but that's fine. Well, uh, you know, dr- you, you let your dream happen the way it happened. I'll let my dream play it happen. <laughs> You're welcome for me recruiting you, by the way, bringing it to the fam. Dude, uh, I tell you what, couldn't be more grateful. 
So yeah, you, you joined as well, man. So yeah, I guess uh, I guess you did start with Gator Dredging, which um, and then you joined back with uh, Brando and another team in Ellington, and then obviously Gator Dredging became the Ferg's Live Group. So uh, yeah, that's actually not too long ago. It's all happened. You know, it happened all pretty quick. You know what I mean? It's like uh, you know, getting swept up and getting you know getting recruited in a top-notch team. You know, I didn't realize uh, my dreams were about to come true. <laughs> you know, I just said, hey, these guys seem funny, so fuck it. I'm going to give it a shot. What's important to note is that we uh, we met you at a drop-in game in Ellington and um, on, like, Very a Thursday true. night, which I haven't done one of those in years and probably not before that. I haven't skated there in years. And it was, like, a random, like, Danny and I, I think Chris Fink, a couple of us were like, hey, let's go skate Thursday night. Just happened to you right time, right place when you were there. And uh, when you were leaving – Danny, I looked at each other like, should we talk to that guy? Should we, uh, should we bring him aboard? We had a little conference on it, and then uh, we came to get you because uh, you passed our test. Uh, I, I passed the test. I don't even know what it was. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad that I did, though. They, had, uh, they only had two um, criteria, actually. They were looking for somebody that played hockey and then somebody that was a big Native American. So you were the only one that they ever saw, so they had to well, come and get you. Well, I had the big Native American part down. I don't know about being able to play hockey, so. We need to keep the team diversified this year. Uh, you know what? And that's what I actually thought it was at first, affirmative action. I thought you guys just needed a minority because I noticed there was a bunch of whiteies on the team. So, like, All right, I get it. I get it. You know, not the first time I was picked because I was a Native kid. I mean, between you and Danny, we have a good balance. So. Oh, that's right. That's right. You know, I always uh, forget his roots. You know, his do-rags, and, you know, I remember that. That's awesome. <laughs> Miss that kid. Shout out Danny. What's up, buddy? Yeah, what up, Danny? Well, hey, listen, man, you know, I mean, being a broadcaster now on a podcast like this, sometimes you have to ask the uncomfortable questions that not a lot of people, you know, like to talk about certain things, but I feel comfortable with you, and I hope you feel comfortable with us. Um, I, I did want to ask you a couple of questions as I'm sure a lot of other people do about um, Brad Marchand. Do you like him? Like is, uh, <laughs> you know, because it's on my team, I fucking love the dude. It's no like, you know, if uh, I was uh, skating against him, I'd hate the prick. Um you know, it's tough. You tell you what, it, he wasn't all that uh, awesome back in the day, but he, you know, a few years back, he started to pick his game up and uh, started actually really becoming a party player. But, uh, you know, if you got rid of all these distraction type crap, you know, Jesus, it'd be a fucking top notch NHL star. But uh, I think all this stupid shenanigans, I think I heard something that was like $800,000 has contributed to fines and other bullshit the other day. Yeah, I believe it. Fucking that guy. Come on, dude. Like, it's just, there's no, it's not necessary, but yeah. I love him. Short story. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen to me. You know, I was kind of setting that up to make it seem like I was going to ask you a little something. I won't really dive too much into your personal life, but I want to, I want to definitely ask you about, um, you're making the move to St. Pete here. Um, and unfortunately it's on mancation weekend, which, uh, you know, I guess we'll have to deal with that anyways, but I mean, what are you most excited about moving up to St. Pete and starting this new chapter in your life? Oh man, moving, moving to St. Pete, 
you know, has always been, like I said, a dream come true for me. I think it's all part of the Ferg's live, live uh, motion here. You know, it's uh, getting swept away with all of it, you know, getting closer to everybody, being a part of the crew, you know, being way down here. I know I finally moved close to Brandon and got the bridge, uh, you know, fucking opened up. We never got our golf cart, you know, we had an awesome True. life there, but, uh, you know, hey, I, I actually, I'm almost the um, same distance as before with the the bridge. Yes. So, uh, same amount of time. So I'm not, uh, not too worried. I'm on your way home from, um, from work. So there's many well, stops and pit stops are going to happen, but Hey, I'm excited about St. Pete. It's uh, beautiful, tons of uh, USF uh, broads there. I'm pretty excited to scope out. So uh, there, there's quite a bit there to be untouched and to be seen. And, um, you know, most, most of all is that I get to be closer to the Fergs Live Live people. Well, don't think for a second that I'm still not going to get a golf cart. And, again, don't think for a second that I'm not going to drive that bitch over the Skyway to come see you, buddy. <laughs> oh, well, I had my doubts for a little bit i mean you know i heard there was retirement going on with you having a kid and fucking well that makes sense now you get a golf cart you know that you know you are retiring so some most retirees do get golf carts and ride around the neighborhood yeah now that i'll be retired i'll have nothing else to do except to come up and visit you in st pete and go scope out those brodskis but i'll only look and not touch lolo what's uh little little baby in the in the passenger seat beard in the left hand golf cart shoot I yeah, expect. yeah, right over the skyway. That's not dangerous at all. <laughs> He'll give you a day notice before he leaves to come up. Yeah, yeah, it'll take a day just to get up that way, going you know ten miles an hour. <laughs> well, well, so hey, when you uh, move into your new place and get settled, uh, hopefully you're gonna have a little get together and invite all the boys out so we can party in St. Pete uh, and celebrate you getting situated down there. Oh, it's already in the works, guys. I'm already collecting the booze and making sandwiches. Fucking, it's gonna be. A- <laughs> We're going to stay way up, way uh, past midnight that night. I'll tell you what. Well, listen, dude, um, I want to, before we dive into the uh, lightning round, I want to thank you again for spending some time on the podcast with us. Um, we love talking to you. We're going to have you on again. Um, and I know Polly's Polly's got a, maybe a couple more questions for you before we dive into the lightning round. So what do you got for him, Polly? Uh, real quick. Um, Two days we're going to be playing at Amelie Arena, uh, which is a great experience for anyone who has not played there. Uh, you're lucky enough, like some of the rest of us, to play there multiple times. But we got Rink of Dreams coming up, and um, how many of these have you done before? And what's some of your, uh, what's probably one of your favorite moments doing doing them in the past? Doing Rink of Dreams in the past. Gosh, you know what? I I, I think. I think waiting out in the parking lot in the heat with carrying the bags from your place all the way over to Emily, that's probably <laughs> one of my favorite parts. I can really, I can really pick out, uh, you know, standing in the heat. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> I was referring no, more no, to, I was referring oh, more to on the ice. I'll oh, give you an example. Oh, okay. I, got I, I picked I your got pocket you. last rink of dreams <laughs> when you're on defense and, and scored a beauty of a goal, you, you just know stuff what, like that, for an example. You know what? I actually felt like you're going that way, so I was avoiding it. It was like, you know, seeing like an, you know, an ugly kid, you don't want to make eye contact, you know. I was trying to avoid <laughs> it a little bit. Uh, yeah, you know what? Those are my most memorable. I don't know if that's one of the things that I liked, <laughs> but uh, definitely underestimated Paul. He had his uh, jets on that day. Surprised he wasn't wearing the, the Graf's uh, super light uh, red <laughs> and blacks rockets. 
but uh, that's how it felt, honestly. He was on me like fucking flies on shit. Yeah, it'd be too much speed if I had those. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't even have a chance if you had those. I mean, shit. Locke, let me let me remind you that you walked me in a rink of dreams, and I've never been walked in my entire career. You walked me through the legs and went down and scored a goal. It might have been the first rink of dreams I played with you in. I don't know. You might have blacked out. You probably don't even remember it. That's right. I remember coming up the left side of the boards. I don't know if that's necessarily walked. I think you're just afraid of the, the tr- getting run over on the tracks more than, <laughs> and me actually dangling you and getting around you. Uh, you know, you've seen me light up a few kids on the stage. So I'm pretty, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Bry, Bry guy right now is just sweating thinking about it. <laughs> Poor Brian. We, I, Jesus, we almost ran, we ran into each other in a game too. I was hustling back a couple games ago, hustling back and he tried checking me. I think it was. I think it was on purpose. I think he was just trying to, you know, throw a bow at my head just uh, to get back at me during the game. And, but uh, no, that was a memorable moment for me. Of course, I remember. I think I went down and scored on Bo Daddy. Is actually uh, what had happened. I think he was your goalie. Oh yeah, so, he uh, sure was. And he's yeah. coming back for this next one too. So uh, depending ben, on what team you're on, you might have another opportunity to do that. Or on Johnny Van Beesbrook, aka. Russell himself, you might be able to shoot on him. Oh shit, motherfuckers! I can't wait. I am, <laughs> uh, I'm pretty fucking excited for this ring of dreams. It's gonna be memorable. Yeah, I am pretty. Uh, that would be a great start to mancation. And you guys had to pick the one goddamn weekend. I'm busier than fuck, but you know, my fault. My bad, boys. Is I, um was <laughs> was last year was that your first mancation? And I don't even think you stayed for the whole time. That was your first taste of mancation. Is that right? I didn't stay for the whole time. Just uh, I think I actually got pretty lit playing golf. Probably shouldn't. Have, probably, probably I, I As didn't we all drive. Did. <laughs> uh, you know, but uh, you know, allegedly drove out of there. Um, you yeah, know, you, so I don't know if that should have happened. But uh, hey, lesson learned. You were following <laughs> me, which was your first mistake. So yeah, almost smoked you. Yeah, that yeah. was awesome. <laughs> That was pretty. Uh, that was pretty epic. So pretty I'd, responsible of all of us. Yeah, um, James just had his boy had Lincoln, I think, brand new dad. Fucking, he was in the passenger seat and almost smoked Paul in your rear end. Awesome. Well, <laughs> things get a little crazy on vacation. I'm sure you've heard some stories. So yeah, I honestly, uh, I honestly didn't want to talk about it because I thought it was like Vegas. You know, what happens in vacation stays in vacation. So I try not to talk about those times. Well, we know you're moving this weekend, so you're off the hook, and we'll see you next year. And if you're able to stop by, we'll, we'll be in Seminole Heights. Um, before we let you go, we got a quick little lightning round, some questions for you. So uh, two to three seconds. Uh, just name the first answer that comes to your mind. Uh, Brando's going to lead you off. All right, deal. All right, buddy, I got seven questions for you, lightning round style. Ooh, seven. What is going to take to fucking beat the Bruins if you meet us? Let's go. <laughs> I like that. That was good. Okay, buddy. Here we go. Question number one. Who's the best player ever to wear a Boston Bruins jersey? Ray Bork. Who's the Ooh. best player ever to wear a jersey? Ooh. That's tough there, boys. Uh I'm gonna say I'm I'm gonna throw this out there, Paula D. Because wow. uh, he's, he's one of the only guys, all-around guys, that uh, has ever picked my pocket, in a sense, and really surprised me and came through. I mean, there are guys that score sorry. and do amazing stuff. But... That, sorry, sorry, that, that answer was disqualified because you took more than three seconds. So, oh, question oh, number three. Okay. Question number three. What year did the Bruins win their last Stanley Cup? 
What year did the Bruins win their last Stanley Cup? 2011. Yep. Question yep. number four. What is your max bench press? Ever or now? Just fucking answer it, bro. <laughs> uh, 425. Should be now. Jesus. Whenever the You're not your peak, man. We got to talk. Question number five. If I was visiting Boston this weekend, what is the one place that I have to go and see? Uh, TD Garden. Question number six. Who is your favorite NHL player of all time? Uh, I already named him. Uh, for me, it's all-time Ray Bork. I grew up fucking idolizing that dude. So, uh, okay. Boston guy, he was pretty much my own personal Jesus Christ. So, Ray Bork, number 77. Did you cry when he won the cup with the abs? Oh, God, yes. Fuck up? I got one more question. <laughs> one more question. Number seven. What's your favorite current TV show or movie? Uh, and or movie. Oh shit! There's goddamn it. There's so many. Uh, uh, uh. First Game one. of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Ooh, well Good done. That's a fucking buzzer. It was counting Ooh, down. I saw it. <laughs> man, well, well done. Uh, for the record, I'm gonna be asking those same questions to Eddie. Uh, in his interviews. So I look forward to see how similar or how different um, your guys' answers are, especially the max bench press. I think Eddie's got you beat. What'd you say, 425? 425 at my, at my max. Yeah, my max. So probably, I wouldn't imagine fucking fast Eddie uh, loophole. I wouldn't imagine he'd uh, do any less than 425. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you, are you in the 1,000-pound club, Locke? Oh, easy. Easy? Easy. For, for people who don't know, the 1,000-pound club, it's uh, your max bench, max deadlift, and max squat equals over 1,000 pounds. Easy, buddy. I was doing that in high school. <laughs> I was actually a member of a different 1,000-pound club. It was how much Taco Bell can you eat in one year? 1,000 <laughs> pounds, buddy. Brando's fat kid's days. <laughs> Those, that was me just a couple of uh, months ago. I did a 1,000 taco club. So, <laughs> well, hey, man, we've had so much fun on here with you today, but, uh, you know, I got to go home, so I have to let you go. Um, we look forward to having you on again. And um, again, you know, just such a true gentleman, a great friend, awesome hockey player. We really love having you on the team and having you in our lives, buddy. So, um Paul, you got anything else for this guy? Hey, man, we appreciate you. Uh, thanks again, and I look forward to seeing you on Friday on the ice. Um, if I'm playing against you, man, watch your pocket. I'm going to pick it. Dude, you're the only one out there, man, that uh, I'm going to have my eyes on the whole time, honestly. If uh, I step too much out of line, I might Theo you, so watch out. <laughs> oh, shit. Here we go. Here hey, we boys, go. I, I, hey, boys, I really appreciate the, the interview and uh, taking your time and uh, – fucking my afternoon up with this bullshit but uh anyway boys it was a blast i appreciate you yep well stay tuned we're going to be releasing this pretty soon so you get to hear this whole conversation all over again and relive the experience <laughs> see you, oh shit motherfuckers i can't <laughs> wait all right see you buddy all right later All right, everyone, we're bringing in uh, our favorite mass hole, uh, Mr. Eddie Leupold. How you doing there, buddy? What's up, you herbs? 
<laughs> Thanks for joining us today. I know uh, we appreciate you taking a few minutes and just chatting with us. Um, how's everything going? Oh, you know, just uh, over here playing in sports, trying to sling some equipment. Eddie, you got Brando here, buddy. It's uh, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on. Uh, we are very excited to have you on for our Boston Masshole episode. Um, I'm not sure if you know this, but we actually have Locke on this episode as well. So we're really looking forward to hearing uh, some some different perspectives of uh, what it's like to be from Boston. Boston kid with the chata. <laughs> Well, hey, man, you know, we're going to jump right into it. We're going to, you know, throw some questions out at you, have a little conversation, finish it up with the good old lightning round. So uh, in order to kind of get things going here, I want to hear a little bit about your story. Um, Really quickly, just tell me about, you know, where you grew up. Did you play, you know, travel hockey? How'd you make your way to Florida and eventually onto the Ferg's team? Give us a uh, abbreviated version of your life journey. Oh, man. So I was born uh, right outside Boston, um, moved to Cape Cod, Cape Cod. That's uh, about an hour and a half south of uh, Boston. Lived there pretty much my whole life, played high school hockey down there, and then went to prep school in Vermont, played two years because I was only like 17 when I graduated high school. Fancy, fancy. Yeah, so I went to this fancy (laughs) hoity-toity prep school. (laughs) played played uh, hockey there and then I went on to uh, I played my freshman year in college at uh, Southern New Hampshire University you've probably seen the commercials it's kind of a joke now they made it into, like this University of Phoenix type school but it was a it was oh so a, you play you played a, let me get this right you played college hockey at an online school yeah exactly we just uh we suited up sat at our computers and you know <laughs> had, had at it but no it was it was a pretty cool little school a couple thousand kids um so I played there a little bit my freshman year, but we started practicing at like 6 a.m. And who wants to wake up at fucking 6.30 a.m. for practice, you know? Not me. So, nope. Nope. Not when you're in college. <laughs> Too many distractions. Just wanted to do other things. So, uh, yeah. So did that for a year or so. Then just kind of moved on to the beer leagues uh, around there. Played in some pretty good ones in Boston. There's a real good inner city one there. Um and then moved to Florida about four years ago. and was pretty surprised how many rinks there are down here in Tampa. And, yeah, uh, pretty good scene down here. Yeah, definitely. And then, so I met a fellow by the name of Grease Remmel. You guys have heard of him? <laughs> I've heard of him. <laughs> met him over at the world-famous TBSA. And uh, we were playing on the... That place, that place is a palace over there. Oh, uh, <laughs> One of the epic buildings around here. So we were playing over there together. We played on uh, one of your old former squads, the Who's, the Who Bangers. <laughs> and he actually, uh, we were kind of sick of playing over there because there are a bunch of dusters over there. And uh, he said, come play over in Brandon with uh, Gator Dredging at the time. So yeah, started on the sub list with uh, Gator Dredging and evolved from there. What, yeah. three, three and a half years ago. Well, for the people who don't know, Eddie took a, a very, uh, I don't know, he took a solid way joining the team. You kind of paid your dues and, and joined, uh, took all the right steps. So you uh, subbed in for us. And then after you started subbing, you got the, the full-time spot. And then um, I remember you brought beer one time in a cooler and had got turned away at the rink and had to go back out and bring the beer uh, in the lot in the hockey bag. Yeah. Yep. And then you, uh, you know, your second or third game with us, you got hit in the face. Uh, 
and you get all stitched up on that. I mean, and then uh, we got new jerseys, and for some reason your jersey was like the super small one. <laughs> Everyone else got a normal sized jersey. You just got a random super small jersey. So a little rough start, but yeah. it was a time. I look so jack in that jersey. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the my fellow masshole Locke smoked me right right side the net there, right in the chin. Do you and think then, that was uh, personal? Now looking back on that now, do you well, think that was personal? I mean, I doubt it. I doubt it. I think I think Locke just need to work on his aim a little bit. <laughs> yep, <still laughs> but uh, he still does. But thank God for Grease Remel in his in his stitch kit because he uh, he took care of me that night. Uh, greasy Gremlin. <laughs> so uh, a couple of people want to know, man. Uh, being from uh, you know, the Boston area, uh, you're not a big Bruins guy. You uh, were you in the past and just converted over? I mean. You know, I've always been a pretty big Boston sports fan, but um, the Bruins, not they weren't my top Boston sports team. I was always more Patriots, Red Sox. Um, Bruins I did follow, but ever since that, that dirtbag, that nose-face killer, uh, Brad Mosh, <laughs> I got on the team, <laughs> just just not a big fan of him. I mean, great player, but let's be honest, he's a DB, you know? Oh, completely, completely. So... <laughs> You know, and then I came down here, started working for uh, Mr. Binnick over at the Marriott and uh, just kind of got wrapped up in the whole lightning. So I kind of follow them a little bit more now. Well, that's a perfect segue into kind of where I wanted to take this conversation. I wanted to ask you about these big transitions that are happening in your life right now and going from being a master chef for Mr. Vinick over there at the hotel and, uh, you know, I think you had a different uh, job lined up that didn't quite, uh, you know, fit your needs and your, and your uh, plan in life. And then all of a sudden, boom, here comes uh, one of our sponsors, Play It Again Sports. So tell me kind of making the jump from, you know, from that cooking lifestyle to working at Play It Again. And, and you know, how are you liking it? Yeah, just uh, making all sorts of moves these, these days. Uh, so when I was... When I was younger, when I was like 14, like summertime school vacation, my old man just threw me into the kitchen. He's like, look, this summer, you're cooking. I was like, all right. So that became like my full-time job. So that's all I've ever done. So 34 now, that's like 20 years of solid cooking, you know? It's just kind of sick of it, ready to do something new. I'm like, hmm, well, what else can I do? Hmm, sports store down the street. I like sports. I like hockey. They got hockey equipment. I see they're hiring, looking for a manager. Stopped in one day. Hired me basically the same day. It's like sold. It's fun, you know, hanging out with fellow sports people, baking their skates and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> well, well uh, we love it, man, and we definitely want to support you. So uh, awesome job on that. And I will say uh, you cooked quite a few meals when the boys have stopped in and uh, pretty darn good at it. That's for sure. All right. We appreciate that. <laughs> Well, um, this week, you know, is a big week. We have uh, our sixth annual mancation, which is most of the hockey boys with ex a few extended friends. And we're going to be in uh, Seminole Heights this year, uh, Friday, Saturday. The night. hood. Ha having a good time with the boys. You joined us for mancation uh, two years ago, I want to say. And, uh, you know, what do you think, man? I mean, uh, tell some people who haven't been there what they're missing out on mancation. Yeah, mancation. Ooh, a couple years ago, what was that, four in Orlando? Yeah, it was. was Orlando. <laughs> that was a that was a pretty wild weekend. Um you guys kind of warned me that it was like, you know, a drinking fest, but I guess I didn't really know for sure to experience it, but yeah, I mean, I mean we pretty much all puked that weekend. I know I puked on everybody, but <laughs> um yeah, it was great. I mean, that was probably the best one 
people are saying so far of all what four or five of them but yeah that was my first one we had last year at brando's house um another great time i'm um, looking forward to this weekend i think it's going to be a lot of fun getting the getting the core fergus guys together and a couple other throw-ins it's good times Always a good time. And, yeah, I mean, your first one, we kind of gave you a little initiation, so it might be a little tough for that time. But, hey, man. Yeah. Just long enough to inhale beer through a straw after <laughs> after running the lazy river, which is the <laughs> hardest thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> yeah, we need to cut down on the physical activity. <laughs> man. Let's keep it to strictly uh, drinking games instead of running, running against the current in a lazy river that's, like, two miles long. That was just <laughs> horrible idea that was the worst idea in the league right after volleyball just you know <laughs> playing like four on three volleyball bro i got keep his brains out after that one <laughs> it's a full day of activities man yeah. so well, um we, we also kicking this year off with rink of dreams i know you're skating again you've done what like six or seven of these you've done a ton of them I've done, I've done quite a few of those between uh you know you've had four or five colin had one done a bunch you uh, you got any highlights? Any kind of uh, some beauty goals during that time? Anything you uh, want to mention? Oh man, nothing too wild. I know I had a nice uh, nice little shootout goal. I think it was last time we did it. Brando had me on tape doing a little reverse spinorama between <laughs> the goalie's legs. Well, yeah, the shootout's a little tough. We uh, we have a shootout again this year, and uh, we're encouraged everyone to go with a wild celly. So I hope you thought of uh, picking oh, one out. If if you, you gotta get a score first though before you do the celly. Obviously, only only vendors celebrated after the post. Hey, uh, I want to kind of get back to you know your transitions between your jobs and everything, and I know that just recently, I'd say within the last uh, four weeks, that you actually started working for the postal service. Is that correct? Postal service. Oh, uh... yeah, yeah. I heard that you're the, just uh, the postmaster in the league right now. You hit about three, four posts <laughs> per night, so. I mean, when did those guys get you on the payroll, bud? Because I think it's well, time for you to leave that shit. I mean, I kind of figured we like we scored enough goals last season. My stats were kind of high, so I figured I'd do something different this year and aim for posts. Just play posts this season <laughs> and see what see how that shakes out. And maybe it's not good for the team for the scoreboard, but you know. Hey, some, speaking some of more. speaking of uh, you know last game, I heard that I thought that I scored on that five on three at the end and our little mini comeback that we almost made, but. Um, Reese was telling me last night when we were at the Bolts game that that actually went off your butthole, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> it's it, very close to my b-hole. It might have hit my gooch, <laughs> but it definitely snipped something below my belt. Yeah, and hit. I think it hit my pants somewhere on my leg and, and jumped in. It was, a, it was a great little shot there off the thigh. Hey, man. Well, I appreciate you being in front and mucking and grinding out there to to scrap away and get that goal for us uh, unfortunately we we obviously came up short on the comeback but you know something to take into uh you know future games man you're maybe you are you're our new uh, uh net front presence guy instead of <laughs> getting somebody bigger like lock out there we'll just get somebody like you out there and we'll just you know fire them right off your booty yeah you know sometimes you just got to get the greasy ones yeah, man, you played well, dude. I tell you, I liked your uh, your body check. Uh, you had on that one bender out there, just lined them up and took them out. He wasn't very happy with it, but the boys were happy with it. Yeah, that was a, that was a pretty good one. I saw him come through the neutral zone, totally looking the wrong way. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to move for this bender. I'm just going to put my shoulder down and see what happens. You know? 
Well, hey, man, we, we, love the, we love your style of play. We love your consistency in scoring these goals for us. So keep it up, buddy. Um, I have one personal question for you, and it's just kind of, you know, to help the boys get to know you a little bit more, something that we don't really talk about in the locker room. Um, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Ten years. <laughs> wow. This must be a, this must be a new segment. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, hopefully, hopefully not still playing with Fergs and working at playing in sports, but. Uh, honestly, Wait, you don't want to play with Fergs in 10 years? Cause I mean, I signed a well, lifetime contract. Well, I mean, with all those scouts that have been going to the games late recently, I figured like I'd really have a good shot at just, you know, moving up, making the show. I, I know Bob Ferris has been sending me text messages, kind of interested. Oh, oh shit. Okay. <laughs> well, hey, man, uh, I think, you know, before we wrap this up, it's time to jump into the lightning round. If you're not too nervous to answer some uh, completely random questions, I have seven questions for you, and we're just going to roll through them really quickly. There's no right or wrong answers, but uh, try not to embarrass yourself too much, okay? All right. Give it a shot. All right, buddy. Here we go. We're going to start off with – Question number one, and you have uh, – we'll, we'll give you three seconds to answer each, okay? Okay. Here we go. Question number one. Who's the best player to ever wear a Boston Bruins jersey? Bobby Orr. Good answer. Who's the best player to ever wear a Ferg's live jersey? Um, I believe – I forget his last name, but his first name was Theo. Theo <laughs> Ar- Arson or Allen? I, yeah, Theo. He was just an absolute mocker. <laughs> Okay. Question number three: What year did the Bruins win their last Stanley Cup? Twenty eleven. What's that? Question. What? Question number four: What is your max bench press? Ooh, I'd say one seventy five. Question number five: If I was visiting Boston this weekend, where's the one place that I have to go and visit? Ooh, you probably got to see the Garden, kid. Fair enough. Question number six, who is your favorite NHL player of all time? Ooh, I used to love Peter Forsberg. The guy was an absolute grinder and scored goals back in the day. Another good answer. And the last question, what's your favorite current TV show? Current favorite TV show? What do you, you watch anything on Netflix uh, that's catching your attention right now? Oh, I'm all. First thing comes to mind. I'm all movies and sports. Movies and sports. That's okay, all I want. Best movie. Best movie. Yeah, Go. Best movie. Forty year old virgin. <laughs> oh wow! Didn't see that one coming. But... Uh, for comedy, yeah, for sure. That's right. Okay, buddy. Well, you know, again, I think uh, we we've taken up uh, plenty of your time today. We appreciate you uh, locking up the shop so we can uh, get you on for fifteen minutes. Um, uh, again. You know, we look forward to having you on for the next time. And uh, we're just really, really excited about Rink of Dreams, Mancation this weekend. There's going to be so much beer, so much fun. Uh, I really hope you're excited. I can't wait to, to ride off into the weekend with you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, boys, looking forward to it this weekend. And uh, next time when I got more time to uh, chat with you guys. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Eddie. We will see you on Friday, bud. All right, boys. Take care. All right, everyone, that's going to wrap it up for Epi number four today. A big shout out to Locke Cleary. Big shout out to Eddie Lupold. 
Boston kids join us today, spend their time with us. Uh, we all love to hear from them and check in with them. Uh, quick announcements for anyone who's skating in Rink of Dreams, please be at Amelie Arena noon on Friday, uh, ice time shortly after. I know anyone that's coming to Mancation, which everyone is invited. Uh, we have the house in Seminole Heights. Some guys are going there first, dropping off their car and Ubering over with their gear before noon. You want to talk to Mr. Bry Guy himself to make any arrangements out, but make sure you're at the arena by noon. Um, after we skate, going over to Ferg's Live, and then game against Buffalo starts at 7.30. Um, Rink of Dreams is Friday. Mancation kicks off right after Rink of Dreams, and that is all day Friday, all day Saturday. And lastly, uh, the playoff bracket is now open. Anyone who's going to join the playoff bracket, uh, please go to the NHL website. We have our, um, our own little private league. It's Ferg's Live Live. That's Ferg's Space Live Space Live. It's a closed group. Uh, the password is Ferg's for Life, and that's the number four. Please go ahead and join. Uh, hook Brando up with $20 after you make your bracket. That should do it for this weekend. Uh, look forward to seeing you guys all having a great time as always. And uh, 1045 on Monday is our next Ferg's Live Beer League game. Brando, anything else? Uh, when he said, hook me up with $20 for the bracket, that is your entry fee. You're not just giving me $20. Uh, I think last year, did we do winner take all? Winner take all. It's the only way to go. Winner take all. So if you boys want to get into the bracket, go ahead and join. We will uh, we'll reach back out to you guys before it starts just to get any stragglers in there. Um, but that's pretty much it, boys. So hopefully you enjoyed this Boston version of the Ferg's Live Live um, podcast. And uh, that's it for me. Polly, send us off. Yep. Next time you guys hear from us, uh, NHL playoffs will be starting. All this stuff will be happening. Uh, should be a good time. Have a great week, boys. We're out. <laughs>